This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week I spoke with Dalesy and we spoke about loads of stuff. There's uproar about rewards. We had Fabrizio Romano, here we go. There was an update to the MLB, So Rare Data launched memberships. Um, and then more rewards, rewards, and more rewards. Um, a rant this week happened for the first time in a long time, and we finished with the 137 game. Like and subscribe, and leave a review, and do whatever you're doing. And I uh, hope you enjoy. So, Dalesy, welcome to the podcast. I met you a couple of weeks ago in London. We were in a place called, was it Cubanas or something? Pretty late? It was pretty late. Cubanas have, name rings a bell. Um yeah, we we left. We we met briefly at the event, um, and then I think you left a bit earlier, and then we somehow bundled into each other later mm. on in the night. So yeah, I think I think seeing you at the entrance, and yeah, we uh, we had a good time, didn't we? We had a lovely time. <laughs> we, very we sticky did. floors, I remember. Yeah, yeah very a, sticky. A club, it was like a I don't know. It's called Cubanas, relatively Cuban. Maybe is that a thing? It was. It, it was. It was Cuban. I think the music was very Cuban. The soundtrack what? was like, yeah, basically that all night. They all probably, night. They probably played the same track all night, and we wouldn't have noticed. Literally, we wouldn't have noticed. And Hoodwink yeah. nearly broke his knee. Look at us uh, being all so rare bros in real life. Isn't this th- weird? This is it's a whirlwind. This because before I went to the London meet, I didn't really know anyone, and then obviously I just went mm. fuck it. I'll just balls the wall, just come down, and now I've got all loads of mates. Loads now, of mates now, now I'm everywhere. But yeah, uh, shout out to Hood. Hoodwink, oh, his knee. I swear, did you, did you see the photo? I, I took a photo. I don't know if it's the oh, photo you're you? on about, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I took a photo. His knee, like, it was comical. It was like, it was, I think we were sat beside each other when we were looking at it. <laughs> it just came up like Gollum from Lord of the Rings coming out, <laughs> out of the club. It like... was like, it was honestly like comical. It was like he'd strapped something to his leg. It's like, there's no way that's how big your knee is. I was actually yeah. seriously worried for his leg. It was like. Oh, I was, and then there was these two guys that. The guy over. was coked off his head oh, and just staring st- at him. He's staring at him like you know that guy out of uh, um, the Guinness Book of Records with that where he the pops his eyes. eyes. Yeah, yeah great he, call. He, yeah, he was just staring at Hood, just absolutely. He off was his like face. a short Cuban guy. I don't, I don't know where he was from, but like he <laughs> spoke Spanish. Do you know? What, what, yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he was. He said he owned the place. I'm assuming he was Cuban. But anyway, he was coked off his nut, and he had a bigger guy with him who was even more coked off his nut, and the eyes were popping out of their heads, and he was just staring at Hoodwink. <laughs> Neither of them spoke each other's language, and Hoodwink kept going into Scottish accent. Why the fuck are you looking at me? <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Literally that. And then, obviously, I don't know how. He must have. Uh, did that happen after he hurt his knee? Uh, yeah, and then Fripp comes in, uh, Surreal USA, yeah, and just starts yeah. like going, que, cuando, si, si, si. Yes, really enough loads of Spanish, yeah, we yeah, just sat there. Con- like Convinced he wasn't really speaking much Spanish, he was just laughing along and saying si and cuando occasionally, but nah, he, he was he, he diffused the situation. But he did. That's when we met, so we met in London, um, and I thought it'd be good fun to chat to you on the podcast. So mm. a couple of things to get out of the way first. Your girlfriend DM me. She slid into the DMs. Oh, you what? Yeah, your girlfriend slid into my DMs. Oh yeah. Well, Did you not got, know this? You, you've got to, you've got to uh, challenge her. It's wife now. It's wife. Oh, the she, wife. Oh, she'll 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 have you if you. Okay, so the wife, you, your wife slid into the big man's DMs and oh, she said, she "Thanks know? for taking him off my hands for a while. I get to bake." <laughs> 
and I had written out a message and it was about to hit send and I said, I better rewrite this, otherwise he might kill me. So I had literally written in saying there is a like I said, there's there's a tax um with me taking them off your hands. You have to send me your you have to send me your buns. And I thought in, in, in Instagram DMs that might have seemed a little bit snaky, so I rephrased it. Um but I had a laugh at that about how it looked. So she had to send me oh, a portion of her baking. Well, it's it's great. She she has like different hobbies that she takes up for three weeks at a time, and baking, <laughs> it, baking. You know, it, it's like a revolving door. So sometimes it's baking, sometimes it's reading. Baking's a decent one. It is a good one, but it's not good for me because I just get like ah, really, lad, you've really a while to go before you're you're in my territory, so you'll be all right oh, for a while. Um, hey, so she, so she, just if she messaged you, <laughs> I, I won't drop her first name, but shout out to you know who, uh, wifey Daisy. Um, and then secondly, two things I want to throw out there just to the people listening, um, going ahead before we get into all the, all the really interesting stuff that happened this week, there's mm-hmm. loads to talk about, which is great. First up, I put out a call last week to talk about football or baseball An overwhelming response wanting me to stick to football. Yeah. I think the way we're going to take this podcast going forward is high level updates of baseball, but we won't be going like pure baseball because ultimately what I've realized across all my content is there's always going to be someone who knows baseball better than me and cares more than me. I, yeah. I can't possibly teach myself to care about it as much as no. some people do no. or understand it as much. So I'm not the best person to make content, which means the content will be shit. It'll piss off yeah. the football people. The baseball people won't like it either. So there's no point. So it's football, baby. That's Let's fine go. with me. That is fine with me. And to be fair, you've got to appease your audience that, you know, yeah. the 90, exactly. and football will continue to grow. You know, yeah, exactly. So here we go, football. Footy. That's an Easter so- egg. Soccer. 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 The last thing is something I've been thinking about more and more recently, and I want to hear people's opinions on this. I'm having a lot of thoughts about the podcast recently. The hmm. second thing I want to know is, if you, two things actually, if you listen on Spotify or Apple, would you listen if it was YouTube exclusive or would you just not? And so if you're like, no, I wouldn't, make sure you let me know that you wouldn't. Uh-huh. And if you don't let me know you wouldn't, it might disappear because you didn't speak up. And then the second thing is, do people like the layout of the podcast where I get guests every week? Because I don't know if it's better to have different guests every week or whether it's better to have one or two co-hosts and build rapport over time and have a laugh with people who you know. I think it's a hard balance and I don't know which one I prefer. I've done both types of podcasts before and one you meet new people and one you build a relationship and they're both kind of fun. I think uh, striking a balance is is good. I mean, yeah. getting new people on uh, from new perspectives. You know, if you just have guys that were on since the start, you know, the OGs, yeah. You know, it, it might, for, for people listening in, trying to get a perspective of new guys and where to go, you know, the, you know, they might yeah. miss that. So, But also, I think people do listen for that rapport that you have with all the OGs. So I think it's a bit of a balancing act, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and with the YouTube thing, um, me personally, um, it wouldn't matter too much. It'd probably be easier on Spotify. Um, mm. But me... Because I, I, I work uh, in an office, but that's when I listen to it. And mm. having YouTube on it is no no dramas to me. But no odds. That's me personally. I know, like, I'm just not a big YouTube guy, and it might piss a few people off. Um, yeah. The other side is you could do it as a live stream and have more active engagement. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, in terms of the audio, um, yeah. you know, because obviously Spotify on your mobile app, it's, it's, it's a player. Um, mm. And then on YouTube, I don't know if you've got to have 
because you know on your mobile you've you got have to have, have it open you have to have it got, open don't you yeah that's where it gets messy so i don't know about it to be honest with mm. you but it's just something i want to i want to get i'm trying to do a bit of market research here before any changes are made about anything but um look that there are all the podcast updates there's how we met there's seven and a half minutes gone let's talk about all the interesting things that happen i don't know how to what order to do these in i'll knock a couple of easy ones out and we'll get on to the juicy stuff so first up okay. lots of clubs were released it's about time they released uh the jupiter pro league and lots of other things i can go and check them out but yeah we norwegian. got the norwegian team um rosenborg we got the jupiter pro league celebrating five years and tigres so good to see particularly the jupiter pro league being added again hopefully that replenishes some reward pools um yep any thoughts nothing it's good i mean um the reward pools do need replenished, um, and that and that is a, that's a separate discussion as well about the the rewards. Um, but in terms of league, new leagues being added, new teams, I think it's just a continuation, isn't it? Um, last year, last year there was some released, and it's just doubled from here. Um, I think it's just needed, to be honest. Um, in terms of teams for the ch- the challenge, uh, the challenger. Um, for the Norwegian, um, I think it's only good. You've got teams, you've got stacks, uh, Ajax stacks, you know, Porto stacks, etc. Um, I think adding a Norwegian teams in there. I don't think we've got the top Norwegian clubs, have we, uh, yet? Um, I think Rosenberg. Got, I don't know where they come in. They came fifth last last season, so not terrible. You know, it's like mm. probably a munching grab bag type type team but I could only imagine that you're going to get you know the top teams eventually and then that's just good for me uh, because people uh, complain about the challenger uh, and the champion but especially the challenger um, about having quite a lot of teams in in that league Um, Mm. but I don't see that as a negative because I see that you know as you onboard more leagues like the Norwegian league and the top teams within that that means that more more players, especially new players, can afford more of them stacks, and then it sort mm. of brings down the level a bit more. Of you know, brings down the price a little bit of the Ajax stacks, um, mm. and brings it all in line. I think if you had um, a split league, you know, a split challenger, then the Wales would just have you know, they just dump the the best teams in that. You know, if it was just Norwegian, yeah. Swede, Swedish, and whatever else, then they just you know. Someone else becomes the new Ajax. Someone else becomes a new Ajax, you know. It's the same thing. Whereas if you had everyone in one league, then, you know, they can't play more than one team. Mm. So they've got to choose out of Ajax or whoever, you know. Specialist type formats is probably where you you steer away from the, like, everyone on the team with an average of 70, 65 plus. Specialist is the way, I suppose, if you want to do that. But ultimately... You can't just remove the current regions because that punishes everyone who bought all the big guys early. So it's kind of yeah. this weird balance. But I do think specialist um, has a long way to go, and I think it's a nice way of playing. It's kind of it's kind of more in line with other fantasy games, you know, yeah. where you have a budget or you have stars to spend or you have whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it based on yeah. all sorts of things. I think specialists. It's one one of the ones that I'm actually um, focusing on, um, other than all star. Um, Specialists, I can see, um, especially if you know it rules out stacking, which is mm. just a, a big, 
big issue. Um, yeah. And it, it does give, uh, especially the, the actual reward pools as well, you know, the chance of getting a rare, you know, yeah. by just having limited. You know, I think that's, I think that's where they might need to uh, improve upon. Um, I think we'll probably get to that with with the questions uh, about rewards, but yeah, I think one of them would be you know like a limited pro, it's like similar to that you know in baseball where you, you put mm-hmm. limiteds in for a chance of winning rares, and that's that helps you get up the ladder. Uh, Big Nicholas says that's not coming though anytime soon. When I spoke to him, so is it not? Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know. When he said it's not a priority, that doesn't mean it'll mm. never come. It just means it's not coming soon. But look, we're going to get on to rewards, um, but very fair points. I want to ask you more about them. Um, but a couple of other quick wins to get out of the way. Not necessarily quick wins. Sounds like I just want to get these out of the way because they're things that need said, but not yeah. things that we're going to delve deep into. Um, I suppose it was an MLB update that I want to talk about briefly. Uh, basically it works like it should to an extent now they have rolled out a product update they've got the player pages now a search tool believe it or not imagine having a search tool and reward tiers for players are now visible so mm-hmm. the player pages and multi-sport search is their new feature thumbnail um so a few things have um have improved there now you are an mlb guy so yay nay i mean it's it's never going to be I a mean, nay. it's obviously a yay but again it, this is quite literally the lasagna coleslaw analogy again yeah, I can give it, it again. Do we yeah, need it? No, I always love it, a lasagna analogy, John. I but g- no, I think um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it just it's obvious. You know, it needed to. I think it got rolled out before it was ready. But I think the ones to get it rolled out before the half season. You know, beef. Mm. You you know, I think they needed. I think they were running down the clock and thinking, if we don't get this out soon, there's not going to be a lot of time left before the end of the season, and. It, that might have swayed it a bit more, uh, but yeah, obviously having the search bar. I mean, that's especially coming to coming from the football side. You know, imagine if you came from not from the football side and just got into uh, so rare for MLB. Um, mm. That it's just you know, where you can't even search for a player. It's uh, what not great, but yeah, it's obviously heading in the right direction and good to see them implement it. I have. I was just going to ask you about limited cards and their prices. This is something that's came up a few times today when I've been streaming and things. Um, but I went over to look at your gallery just to see like the balance of your gallery. Yep. For people listening, you've got eighteen rare cards, predominantly MLS. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and I've got. Sto- I've got my background story if you want it. Eventually. Yeah, give me one second and yeah. let me let me say something about you. Then give us the rest of the background. You have 69 common cards and 69 limited cards. I refuse to believe that isn't on purpose, you dirty little pervert. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> it is true, yeah. That's what, every, t- every time I sell one, I'm going to buy one just to keep it at six, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 69. You just need 69 rares and we're, oh and we're laughing. God. That's something like Andy it. Black would do. But give, give us a bit about your story so people kind of know. This is normally where we start, but we come out the blocks flying because we're all bros now yeah. after meeting. And, and yeah, best buds, are we? No, your wife's best. making cakes and stuff. So. Tell us yeah. a bit about that so people know where you're at. Yeah, so I joined start of season, the start of the European season last season. So I, I think I joined start of maybe the end of August, start of September. Mm. Um, just started just watching games. Really, I, d- I don't think I knew about so red data, um, or I maybe was familiar but didn't really use it. So I was literally just watching European games. I've come from uh, an EFL Championship background and Premier League backgrounds. I support Middlesbrough. They're my mm. team. So that was my little bubble. Um so then when Sora came out, um it was an opportunity to 
watch loads of European games. So I started just um, looking and scouting uh, Spanish teams, uh, Italian teams, German teams. Um, and basically, I was just looking for play- <laughs> basically players that look, oh, he looks good. He's nutmegged it. He's not, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's, he's done a nutmeg on him. I'm going to buy him. That was Player literally, that was literally what it was. But one of the players was, um, Moonayan from Bilbao and yeah. he's probably my favorite player. Um, just when I first watched him, it was a forward, there was a forward card of him and looking into the the scoring system, a forward card that takes takes three kicks, takes corners, got a great AA game. That was one that I went in on. There was a couple mm-hmm. of others, no Okafor from Salzburg. Um, he came on as, sub, as a substitute early on in the season, like the look of him, took a punt mm-hmm. on him. So there's a couple of um, guys that I went into, and I think I didn't put my first limited team out till end of September. Um, I bought Diogo Lopez because you know goalkeepers were quite, you know, still quite quite pricey. I think I got yeah. it for seventy five quid. Uh, Stefan Savic, uh, Lamella, Moonayan, and Lorient from for Lorient. I think I didn't, um, I didn't spend you know less. I think less than three hundred and fifty quid. So it's probably, you know, as a as a beginner, it's probably a chunky amount. But I just wanted mm. to get balls deep into it, really, and I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, I was, yeah, you know, buying just random players here and there, and then it got to about so the end of the MLS season. I started researching, you know, how the market operates and stuff, and I looked into the MLS and looked into the rares, and I thought, well, oh, these are quite cheap. You know, coming to coming towards the end of the season, and I started doing some investigation, um, looking at players that didn't either didn't play or were injured during that season, but looking at the stats, have put up good stats previously. So mm. um, there was a guy Mason Toy. He's a striker for Montreal. He was injured most of the season, but when he was playing like baller, um, Felipe Hernandez, he got done for gambling. Issues, so he was he was about thirty quid. So put got him up, got on him straight in my basket, straight in my basket. I like that. I'm a bit of a gambler myself, so I appreciate it. There was <laughs> um, Quadro Opoku for LAFC. Bought him for about fifty quid. He was injured. Same, mm. you know, same same sort of scenario. No, trying to buy low. They are a bit of a punt, but I was buying a couple of them, hoping that you know one might pop off. Yeah. Uh, l- luckily enough, um, at the start of the season, Opoku was one of the main guys for LAFC and so I bought him for 50 quid and he went up to I think about 550 quid Jeez, so so if, so if the team that I actually put together for the rare division was about 200 I think I, I think I spent about 230 quid on the on the rare and they actually all started and I started getting a, a decent ETH grinding team mm. with with a you had to obviously use a common because the goalkeepers were just ridiculously expensive but in terms of ETH thresholds, I've made about 440 quid in ETH thresholds from just the MLS, you know. Um, yeah. So then it got to halfway in the season and I, I had to sell Opoku because, you know, when you start getting a weight, a weight in more than what you've put in. So I yeah. just reinvested that into decent MLS players that I thought could go further than the next season. So I was starting to look at the contracts of the players 
I had uh, Maurizio Pereira that I bought. It was, you know, a, a good player, a good Orlando City player in his 30s now, though. Um, so there was a bit of a risk there. So I sold him, sold a Poku, and then decided to get players in that had contracts further than next year. Yeah. And ones that I thought I could just hold through the dip and on to next year. So, so I've sort of reinvested that way. And then we get to the the end, no, the starts, no, sorry, the end of the European season. That's when I tried to look for rares to continue the rares in you yeah. know in the European for this season. So I just done the same thing. I, I was always looking like six months in advance because I think you, you get if you can wait it out. I think it's the best thing to do because punts. If you if you take a punt and it doesn't work out. It'll just come back down to maybe what you paid for, or maybe maybe a bit lower, but you're not losing out massively. Otherwise, if you jump in now in the re- in the European leagues, you know you, you're paying quite a premium, and you you got to hope that they pop off or you know prices decline quite rapidly. So I, I um, think it's like fair to say you've had like quite a measured approach so far. You know, like you're you're jumping yeah. around seasons based on the right time. You're pretty active. You know, you're not you're not sitting on cards for years like me you're you're kind of in and out of seasons and moving your cards around and trying yeah. to optimize I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get um, a solid base that i could hold for longer because i think uh, xp is going to be quite a big thing in the future um for for, for obvious reasons you know 10 10 percent on five players is quite a lot when you mm. add it up um i think that's one of the one of the arguments i've got for the um the the points being quite high currently, you know, at the start of the European season because a lot of cards are about 10, 11% at the minute. Yeah, so like those peak scores are even even higher now. Mm. We'll, we'll go on to the prizes, the rewards, the pools, all that. Um, but no, look, thanks for sharing that. People know a bit more about where you're at and you've got 69 limiteds, as I said, and your, <laughs> your rares as well. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to have to keep it on there now, aren't I? You are, yeah. You're going to have to just play the 69 game. So get it to 69 rares, and then you'll just be a complete horny wee man. Um, but so look, that's brilliant. Um, what I want, the reason I wanted to bring up your limited though was I had a, I was doing a stream on Tuesday, and a few people were mentioning the prices of limiteds. Now I'm not massively concerned because I don't really. That's not my gallery. I have a gallery for the community that does that but i don't really check its value or follow it so i haven't really tracked the value limits but there was a couple of people in the comments concerned about them dropping now i don't know have you found that like with your gallery is that something you've noticed or is it not i mean the 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 theories out there were maybe that it's just so competitive that people are selling out of limiteds now because it's so competitive i don't know if that's true or not but i mean i don't know i don't know really but when i look at the prices of the limiteds you know they they haven't really dropped I can still see a, a firm flaw on players, mm-hmm. you know, in the limiteds. I, I haven't seen a lot of limiteds crash through that flaw. Um, I think a lot of it is seasonality. Um, like play, people buying European cards up and up to the start of the season, and then if literally if it does it doesn't bang within the first week or two, you know, you will see a bit of volatility. But I think mm-hmm. it will still st- it will pick back up. You've seen that last season. It had a, a brief dip start of the season, you know, after the first couple of games started, and then yeah. by September, September, October, the the, the risen again. Um, so I don't see a big issue myself, Matt. Yeah, you, 
you know, I, I don't see a major major drop. I think but I, I could be wrong. Um, but I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot of it is quite logical, and while it might panic you when you look at it, I think if we actually try and sit and have a think about what's happening here, so like picking like a pretty premium player that couldn't have really gone better for so far this season. Um, Donnarumma, you know, last season he was very much in and out, but he has absolutely nailed. Started the first two games, ninety minute man, under twenty three goalkeeper, whatever. Yep. I just picked him because he was one of the first people that popped up in my gallery, right? But yep. if we look at his limited price, um, over the last, let me just see how long, over the last six months, doesn't even matter the last six months really. It, I suppose maybe it does, right? So he he bottomed out over those six months in about April, right? And that's that's a few weeks before the end of the season. Everyone's yeah. thinking, all right, let, let's... Uh, and then, basically, people are looking to get out of him because the season's finishing. Then people start yeah. picking him up because the season is finished. They're thinking, oh, it's the off-season. It's time to get Madonna Rimmer, right? And everyone yeah. goes balubas, and they're buying on them, and they're buying them, and they're buying them. And it's no coincidence that they're buying them right up until sort of the start, until mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. PSG play a game. Because at that point, people are looking, oh, Europe, Europe's back. I bought him in the off-season to, off-season to flip him now. Yeah. Or... Um, he comes back and, you know, you could argue the competitiveness of the divisions has put people off, but I think it's very much a case of you buy in the off-season, you sell when football comes back. That's a decent trading strategy. But the thing with limiteds is there's so many cards that everyone's undercutting each other. Mm-hmm. So it is a more volatile market. Equally, yeah. there's more people who buy the card to raise it, but there's more people who want to sell who will undercut each other to sell. So the volatility, you really, really see it when you look at the limited market. Now, if we pull up the rare market over that time, over the last six months, he's went from strength to strength, yeah. and he hasn't really dipped. There was a freak sale at 7.5 ETH on the 13th of August just a few days ago, but that was way above the current going rate. And recently, he's kind of went from between 5.7 ETH and 5.2 ETH. He's in that range, right? Yeah. But, I mean, he hasn't had the same ups and downs as limited, and that's at rare because of it's just a different market. Because there's so many more people undercutting each other. And, because it, and the, because it's so liquid as well. You know, yeah. I think flip flipping it is uh, prioritized for limiteds because mm-hmm. of the liquidity. You know, this is why you're seeing. I think this is one of the reasons why you're seeing a bit of a dip at the start of the season because people that bought in the off season ready to sell at the start of the season. That's that could account for a bit of that dip. But like I was saying, for last season, you, you you did see a bit of a rise again, September, October. You know when people's actually actually he's quite cheap him. I, I want to use him for SO five, and then he rises again. Um, yeah. That's what that's that's a ta- that's a tactic I'm going to use for like the MLS. You know, yeah. looking at last season, you could pick up a Hany Mukhtar for about fifty quid. Uh, I don't know what that is. Any that I talk in fiat because even though I'm that's like fine. I'm in crypto, I think so rare do does hold true to fiat you know even though that eth is you know the yeah. currency that's used i think and it's been shown by this crypto crash that fiat values you know hasn't hasn't had much as much of an effect you know so that, mm-hmm. that's why i talk in fiat but you know you could you could have bought a hani mukta for 50 quid um in end of november start december you know when the uh, season finished and even leading up to the start of the season you know um you could have sold them for 350 400 quid there was obviously a couple of weeks into the start of the season he, he banged loads so it risen a bit more to like say 450 quid you know so it's, yeah. it's up to you it's, it's up to them if you want if you want to gamble on you know in, in bossing it straight away or if you just want to take the 
the rise just because it's the start of the season. But that's one of the things I'm going to do to try and get more ethers a bit flipping on the side, you know, to generate. Because yeah. I still don't have a rare keeper. Well, I do I, have a rare keeper. I, but I see you've got four of them there, but they're all kind of punty ones that might come good. There's a yeah. So when when the Scottish SPL came out, um, I researched into it, and Xander Clark was one who you know decent enough keeper. I got him on auction for about four hundred and fifty quid, and that's a reasonable for like a punty, not not just a punty one, but got something about him type of thing. That I yeah. think four hundred fifty was like a reasonable price, and. You know, he nailed nailed on starter in in the SPL, and he's since got married. So I don't I don't think he's he likes football anymore. But or his agent <laughs> or his agents just messing about. But I think Dundee came in for him, Stoke came in for him, and he's just and he's left on a free now in St Johnson. But his price, no one's selling him because they still think that he's he's gonna sign for somebody. But yeah. you're in the start of the season now. It's like it's gonna be harder to get into the into the team but yeah so I'm holding out on Xander Clark uh, to because my rare at the minute I've only got four you know four players and especially with, with the common yeah. thing coming out I'm a bit well that's it stuck. but like I've seen you got a Brad Guzan as well like one of them could come good over time and then all of a sudden yeah, that was a, a threshold that was a, team that was 100% punt I've seen something on Twitter saying yeah. he's, he's, he's not ready to hang up his boots I was like right I'm going to get him. shout out Kahuna a guy Kahuna keeps messaging me he keeps buying more Guzans because he's seen Guzan tweeting saying he wants to play again and he's sure that the minute he plays he'll sell them all but um, I've seen I've seen worse strategies I'm going to let you in on a little roller coaster I've been on while we're recording Um, so do you remember before I hit record I talked to you about my under 23 rare pro team that I put out with four players yep so I put Donnarumma in goal just to flex, really. He's not playing. But I went Todibo and Melvin Bard, the nice stack in defense against young boys. And Yari Versharan, super rare, and Cody Gakpo. Gakpo got a seven, 65, 67.5 as captain for 85 points. Versharan, super rare, is on 48 with minutes left. Nice, the two, the defensive stack, they had a clean sheet. And they were looking like I was on for a reward. And then they got the clean sheet wiped out late enough in the game. But Melvin Bard has since, as my super rare, Super Rare went and got a clearance off the line. Oh my god! So it's been a roller coaster. I'm currently sitting on 333 points with four players, and I'm sitting on a tier one rare. Don't know if it holds. I'm 15th, 19 get the tier ones, but still, like it's been some sweat. If I can pick up another 10 points before the end, sit around the 345, 350 mark, this could be a really successful four player midweek play. You'll take that, especially midweek as well. You know, absolutely. When you haven't, when you've got many players to choose from, but yeah. Like I should be, I should be sweet at this stage. You'd like to think bars calamity, and I hope it doesn't. No, happen. don't say that. It's it's happening now. It's happening. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, so um, <laughs> right. So we've talked about a couple of things there. Um, I wanted to mention we've got Fabrizio Romano here. Fabrizio Romano has Legend. signed up with so rare. Basically, I could go and find the exact wording of it let me find it but here we go Fabrizio Romano's on board and just for me to give this a wee bit of a spiel initially he is probably I don't know who the biggest like football news account is but he's 11 million followers on Twitter probably something similar on Instagram he's arguably he is the go-to he is the source for trusted transfer information that's who Fabrizio Romano is he's one of the few people I follow uh, for transfer he's probably the only one I really follow for transfer news because if he says it it's true if he says here we go it's happening and he has signed up to so rare to do this here we scout thing um and whatever else some sort of content plan or like 
content thing. I don't know what exactly it all involves, but I'm going to try and find out. In a nutshell, it's good. good. You know, it can only be good, can it? You know, getting him on board. Like you said, I, I follow him. I actually have notifications on his Twitter every time he tweets. It pops yeah. up on my phone. You know, that he's, he's a big deal, isn't he? So it can only be good. Yeah, so it's an exclusive content partnership. Now, exclusive in terms of what? Now, that's where it yeah. gets a little bit mad. He's not obviously going to make only so rare content. If if he is, they've paid him millions. Mm. Um, Fabrizio Romano joins so rare on exclusive content partnership. Maybe it's exclusive in terms of NFT projects or something because he's not going to stop his tweets and he hasn't stopped his tweets yeah. with other content. So maybe they're sponsoring his podcast or something if he has one or whatever, but ultimately having Fabrizio Romano over the timeline talking about so rare is a really, really, really good thing. Um, Absolutely huge. I mean, yeah, Romano himself, he's, I think everybody knows who he is. You know, he's saying that he's 10, 10 million. Yeah. Like you said, 10 million Instagram followers, 11 million Twitter followers. I mean, just having that alone, just him tweeting out so rare. There you go. There's, you know, you're going to get a couple yeah. of people in there. What you need to do now is start spamming all his posts. If you really want to have him on this podcast, start spamming him. Just saying. Yeah. So far, so rare. good on John's podcast. Everyone spam him. And I love you forever. Um, <laughs> just for Britsy, what are you doing? Here we go, getting John's pod. So for Britsy Romano, really positive. But it's one of those things, ultimately, I think we'll need to wait and see. But already today, they've put out a few videos of this scouting stuff and he's looking intensely yeah. into the camera, shouting who to buy. So yeah. we'll see how that one pans out. Um, I can't help but feel if that's where you're getting your scouting information, you're too late. Not necessarily that you're too late. It's one of those that for Britsy Romano is the man you want to hear. But what do you mean you're too yeah. late? I think yeah. everyone's going to listen to it. Yeah. Where yeah. Point, unless you're, you're the first one in, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. I think you need to, it's the same, um, I've got a mate that's quite heavily into football manager. And when I was talking about Sora, he was reeling off all these players as if like, oh, you've got to get Cherky. Have you heard of Cherky? Like, yeah, mm. we have heard of Cherky. You, you, you need yeah. to be watching the games before football manager have them yeah. on there. You know what I mean? That You need to, you need to be there before the scouts. You know, you need to be watching the games. That's why I feel with Sora. You know, yeah. you can't just say who's the top 20 best football manager wonder kids because they're already, you know, quite they're crazy. Already... I hear you. Um, so I wanted to talk about, I had it in front of me. We were going to talk about, yes. Oh, there's my dog. He's going mad. So everyone will have oh, to listen I've got to a that. Dog too. Oh, brilliant. Um, dog friends too. So, <laughs> um, so rare data launched memberships. Um, yes. Now, we won't go too deep on this, but essentially now so rare data is a paid service. So you can pay a five or a month or a ten or a month to get pro or star and you get multiple different things with that. Um, so I suppose best of luck to them with it. Um, yeah, I've signed up because I use it. It, it. it is this line where I suppose it depends on the size of your gallery. The, mm. the really smaller galleries probably can't justify it, but people who actively play so rare, it's probably the similar, a similar cost to like a Netflix um subscription so i don't know people can make of it what they will but i've signed up and i'm going to give it a crack as as i have done for the last two years i assume you're probably you've done the same i've done the same here um i didn't i didn't actually review what the the differences were in the uh, tiers mm. but i just knew that you know i'll just the the amount of info i get from it um it's just it's just worth it for me yeah 
I mean, I don't have the I don't have the biggest gallery myself, but I think it just it helps me out a lot. So, well, yeah. best of luck to them. I think it's one of those things. It's good to see them getting an income after so many years of being donation related, and then the funding and whatever, and what HG's built over time, and the, the recruitment he's done, and Laird being there, and whatever else. I'm very fond of them. Also, best of luck with it. I hope they've I hope they get all the signups they hope for, and um, yeah, congratulations to so Rare Data on launching their paid model. Um, some controversial opinions out there. Always is, though, isn't it? There is Always. with everything. Oh. Uh, people seem to think that so rare data are so rare themselves, um, and that it's because so rare don't give the data. So rare data because so rare don't give the appropriate data. So rare data themselves are responsible for providing oh. it for free. Is what people seem to think when realistically they're a business um, that need to pay people, but. Yeah, maybe we'll hear more about that um, over the next week or two. I'm sure there'll be some developments and changes and feedback and whatever else. So I'll no doubt be visiting that again. I wanted to mention something earlier. You're one of these loyals that we keep having on the podcast, aren't you? You've the hashtag well, UTL in your name. I feel like I've just got in because I got on with them. Like not, I'm not you know, I've only been doing it a year, so I can't really call myself a loyal. But no, it, it was weird actually when you announced that about this London trip. I think I I must have. I've commented on one of your posts and uh, Robbo, uh, who was also yeah. from Middlesbrough, he he looked, he must have seen my Twitter, realised I'm from the borough and just messaged me, got um, got involved and arranged to meet up, uh, him and Alex Dobbins as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so both of them, yeah. We were in a group with them for a little while leading up to it and then met up with them and all the rest of the loyals and, yeah, just... Just got on with all the way. We played mini golf, Coltrane, uh, Marts, uh, Robo. Yeah, it was it, it was good onboarding process. Yeah, and I got on with them all. So the and I think a few drinks went down, and then Alex I've put a vote in saying should we invite him to the Loyals and <laughs> under <laughs> under under five or six pints. They can't take it back now. So I yeah, mean, it's too know, late. He's in. Nah, it's too late. So it's nice look again that like goes back to the whole community thing and the friendships that form and you know you're meeting people in real life and whatever. At the end of the day, this is just another hobby. If people meet people on Tinder, you can meet them for hobbies as well. Absolutely. And that's what so rare is the football Tinder. The football bro Tinder. Football apparently. bro Tinder. Get, get football that hashtag. Tinder. Yeah, yeah, hashtag football bro Tinder. Just... <laughs> um very it sounds like a no, nah, I don't even know. I'm not going to go there. So <laughs> I wanted to mention that. But the the big kind of conversation this week, unfortunately, is kind of back to rewards. I'll give you a small yes. preamble. I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I think with the rewards, there's been a lot of displeasure for a long time. I'm going to give it a two-minute rant here, Dilsey, so bear with me. And then go I'll let it. you come back and we'll look at the questions and stuff that are to do with it. Mm-hmm. So my take on it is this. I've been kind of numb to it and I've just kind of ignored it and I've just kind of plotted along for a long time, to be quite honest. But I've seen a lot of the displeasure this week and I started looking into rewards pools a bit more. Now, I have, I'm an absolute chump in terms of the fact that I just enter under 23 Rare Pro and then I enter my under 23 and then I go and do All-Star Rare Pro and then I go and do this every week. And I've just kind of, I don't know if it's because it's the start of the season and maybe towards the latter ends of last season and even the bulk of last season, the reward pools were healthy and you always had the out the offshot of like an Mbappe but I went this week after putting in a team and this this is a bit of a flex but it's not meant this way it's like a 15th team or something right so like I'm putting that in there because I want that to yield me a really good card I'm not doing that for to win shit cards you don't build a team worth that much to win 
half underneath cards at the top. You want to be winning stars and you want to be winning the good stuff. Not that I've been very successful. But I went and had a look at the actual prize pool for under 23 Rare Pro. Now, this is the flagship division in many respects in terms of if you want to win one, this is probably it uh, in terms of rares. You want to win under 23 Rare Pro. That's where you get your Mbappes and your Hallands, etc. And I went and had a look and... There's no Haaland, there's no Mbappe, there's no Pedri, there's no Donnarumma, there's no... The list goes on and on and on. Like, top of the pool is Jota. There's one left. Then we've got, like, Hebel, Sesco, okay. Olufsen, Alfonso Davies, there's one left. Fructal, Sotalo, there's one left. Hoyland, Magno, Solet, decent card. Kenneth Taylor, one left. Sywald. Sasaki, Almada, Suchich, Fernando, Mantle, Torres, and Bayazet. That is the star pool. That's it. There's like one champion player who's under 23 there. Two, Ferran Torres and Alfonso Davies. That's a really poor pool. You know, whenever whenever you enter that division, you enter that division, well, I enter that division with the hopes of grabbing the Haaland, the Mbappe. Okay, I didn't do so well. I'll get a Pedri. I'll get a Donnarumma. I might get a Gavi. There's other big ones jumping out there that I'm not saying. I'll get a Musiala. Do you know? There's. I'll get whoever. Hakimi. I could keep going, but I haven't got these prepared. There's a lot of really solid players that you're hoping for, and none of them are there. So that may be kind of go, why am I bothering with this division? Why don't I target with those players who are better players? The Soleil Super Rare, the Jota. Why am I not targeting the likes of All-Star Rare Pro? Whereas if I go into All-Star Rare Pro or even All-Star, I can win Kimmich. I can win, you know, the best players in the platform. It just seems weird. Um, And then when I actually looked at that today and I seen all the, the ranting about reward pools, they're just taking so long to update. And the, the pools are lacking decent options. And we're waiting on new cards to be released. Um, and it, so another one, Veerman. I just came to my head. He's not there. There's so many. So, so many. So that's kind of a rant. There's a lot more to delve into on this that I'll come back to. Perez put out a tweet, love him or hate him. And he kind of flashed back to 2021, nine months ago, something Dan said. I haven't actually read it myself. I want to read it because I imagine it's pertinent and contradictory to what Sorare are doing today. But what's your initial take on it all? I agree. Even though I'm not in the rare rare pro division, um, I think it's one of them where you've got to analyse every time you put in a team. Um, you can't mm. just take it for granted that you're entering rare pro um, under twenty three rare pro and thinking oh, I'm just going to get the best players. Even though it should, you know, it, it should be like that. And I'm not sure why uh, are they running out of under twenty threes that to give out. Um, until the new, to the until the new season, I don't actually know, but you're right. That should be the ultimate. If you enter that division, you should be having your Mbappe, your Haaland's. That's how the cards are priced. That's why they're also expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was um, a tweet out from Zura Sore saying we're working just, on it. We're working on it, but that's what they. So, that... so, I know I you're working on it. I know yeah. it's hard, but you've said you're yeah. working on it for too yeah. long. That's the problem. They've I think been they're just trying to, yeah, 
they're trying to acknowledge that you know there is a people yeah. are complaining about it, but it's okay acknowledging about it. But what's being there done? comes a point that's the problem, yeah. and I don't yeah. know. And I, the the problem is that the point is far gone. Like okay, if we if we look at this completely objectively and take everything out of it, right? And I didn't come into this planet to properly rant, but essentially. The what do they even call it? The dynamic roads. Now, what did they call it? The progress bar. Mm. That was like May twenty one. That was like fifteen months ago when they realized something was wrong. Yeah, things were meant to be changing. Blah blah blah. They go through these patches where the roads look decent for a bit, and then they kind of like now they're dismal. And I get that you are working on it, and I completely understand that it's very hard for a multitude of reasons, and you want to get it right, and you're probably employing economists to do this and to do that and to fix it. You've all the licenses in the world. You've all the merchandise in the world. You've all the experiences in the world at your fingertips, I have no doubt. On top of that, you know, in the rare division, you could be giving away limited cards. You've done it in the super rare division where you're adding a wee rare in. You could do it. There are many different ways you could bulk out these divisions. There's DMPs, there's there's injured players, there's other ways it can be done. And I know it's incredibly complex, but it is the one it like whether they like it or not, they can scream collectability. They haven't made the platform a collectibles focused platform yet. As long that might be their vision, but they haven't done it. It is a utility play to earn. They might call a play and earn platform. That is ultimately why the bulk of their users play. And they know it, and you know it, and I know it. So that is the most important thing. And at the minute, you're playing to earn shite compared to what you've paid. And that is all very well. Oh, but it's not about the money. We're not here for the money. I get you are playing the game, lads. But ultimately, it's play to earn. And people yeah. wouldn't spend eight ETH on a Trent if they didn't yeah. think they were going to win Mbappe's. People wouldn't spend four ETH, five ETH on an Upamecano if yeah. they weren't going. To, do you know? Yeah, and they must. They must know yeah. that they're putting in money, you know, to to earn. You know, why would people, like you say, put that much money in to just re- return shit? You know, yeah, you, you just wouldn't. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it sounds very entitled. Some of those players in there are still cracking players. There's still some cards in there that are worth an ETH. But I really undersold how many are missing. Sorry about my dog. You're going to have to deal with it. Um, my girlfriend's not here this week to take him away. I'll just read out a few more under-23s that aren't in the pool that you might be thinking maybe could be in the pool. Diogo Costa, Vinicius Jr., Jurian Timber, Jude Bellingham, Dusan Vlahovic, Apamecano, Gakpo, Van de Vert, Carter Vickers, Levant, Levant, Leao, Gonzalo Ignacio, Latoro Martinez, Gonzalo Ramos, Nuno Mendes, Kalulu, Kamavinga, Chumeni. There are people who, I, I skipped a few there too. You're talking 20 premium options at least that aren't even touching the star pool that should be in that star pool. And I get it's probably a licensing thing and whatever else. Mm. But ultimately, you can just be transparent about that and people will then... I, I'm probably going to have to tear up all the teams I built because I should have looked at this before I built the teams. Mm. But now I'm going to tear it up and maybe rearrange because... It's bollocks. Yeah. It is bollocks. Like, you know, this this game is supposed to be all year round. We're two weeks into most European seasons, you know, at least. And yeah. they still don't have these guys in the price pools. Why? You have the licenses. Why? What are you waiting on? Photo day to mint the cards? Like, fucking cop on, will you? Yeah, it just I don't makes know. No, it makes no sense. You just hope that with the new seasons coming out that, you know, they'll replenish the rewards pool. But yeah, yeah like you're saying, yeah, 
I haven't read this, and it's weird to read something on a podcast that you haven't read because this could be wrong. It's not going to be wrong because it's screenshots. And I really like Dan. Dan's a great guy, but this is ultimately this could say anything. I I don't know what this is going to say, but let, let's go into this together because Perez is Perez and Tackers have kind of been the the reward. Um, I don't know what the word is. Barons, the the patrol, the reward patrol for so long, and a lot of people hate it and say stop moaning and get on with it. But ultimately, I think it's it's good that someone's keeping an eye out and bringing it up continually. You need if people it's wrong, like that, don't you? If you it's constructive that. and if it's well researched, and you know with those lads, they've 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 looked at it. They're not just spouting yeah. out shit like a troll. Yeah. But he's put hashtag same line different day. I've no idea where this goes, and it's screenshots from Dan. Um, who ultimately is just the messenger for so rare. Yeah. So hopefully this clarifies things a little. No idea is what they're talking about. Those three bullet points are what we're working on next. There's plenty more work to be done. I just laid out their media plans. I don't know what those three bullet points are. In terms of reworking the reward system, again, sorry, this was nine months ago. In terms of reworking the reward system, I might have misunderstood, but there seems to be an implication that we're not aware of the existing issues or have put them to the side. We We are aware and are addressing them. Our community is at the heart of everything we do and how we love how engaged everyone is. Sometimes issues that are flagged and shared are things that we may not have already noticed and other times we're already aware and working on solutions. In terms of a quick fix, that's not really possible, unfortunately, and we don't think that's the best way forward. The reward system, as it stands, is dynamic but not flexible. Everything is connected and influenced by a supply number of variables. If we make a temporary fix somewhere, it'll affect the other price pools. We prefer to work through incremental improvements that lead to long-term solution. I get this may be lacking, blah de, blah blah There's more. Hi, everyone. This was how long later? A few weeks later. Um, can I, is this unpredictable world pools? Yeah, they changed a few things. Oh, the product side of things. Here's what we're working on order price. Yeah, so this was on the 30th of the 11th, 21. I've probably read you a load of bollocks when this is really the line that matters. <laughs> On the product side of things, here's what we're working on and in order of priority. Number one, rewards. Number two, play page improvements, design, and mobile. So rewards was priority number one nine months ago, and they're still not right, is kind of what it comes down to. Whatever about the big spiel there. And that was at least nine months ago. Before that, they knew there were problems, as I mentioned, with the the progress bar. And it does get to the point where you wonder, it's like, okay, where does it go? How do they fix it completely? Like, what is the end goal here? Like, what does it look like? Because we, we like to think there's not necessarily an infinite. We all know what it, if, if you think about it, we all know it's not necessarily scalable, um, you know, because there will continually be more cards every single year. So it will get harder to win. So if you're giving away cards as a prize, that, that's not scalable. But that's where other prizes come in. Give us more ETH or give us more experiences. Yeah, just simple, but they're not doing any of that. In that tweet, what was that? Was it nine months ago that you put that out? Well, that was like a Discord message nine months ago. Yeah. Well, if that was your priority, then, well. Yeah, that that that's you know, kind of the you know, the punchline, isn't it? Gist of it, isn't it? Um. So anyway, rewards. Yeah, they're not great. I hope this doesn't rumble on. Like, this is one of those things, right? You go, ah, it's the start of the season. You know, they're going to launch PSG in a couple of weeks and Juventus and this and this and that. Mm. The reward pools will be lovely and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's all very well. But if your granny had balls, she'd be your granddad. We don't know if it's going to come. We can say the ifs and buts and whatevers, but they don't actually matter. What matters is what it is. And as it stands, the reward pool, like particularly the under 23 one at rare, is absolutely shocking. Like, shocking. Yeah. 
and they still have those cards at limited. Um, so yeah, I think it's time. It's I'm going to be watching this more actively because if it's another week or two, whatever, it's really not good. But bit of time to react to the the uproar from the community this week. If I turn around and it's the first or second week in September, and the reward pools are still this brutal, I'm not joking. I will start to sell Trents. I will start to sell Soleys. I will start to sell Kulisevskis and Gakbos and whoever's. Because why am I paying the under twenty three premium? And then well, there's no there's no point, especially if there's like a, a Kimmich in All Star Rare. What's exactly. the point? There's no point. Kimmich and Cruz and whoever else. Now the thing is. In three weeks, it's probably too late because there's no point in selling them just to throw your toys out of the pram because you know they'll be yeah. in there eventually. Yeah. But the point stands. It's just like, it's not great. Like, No, I mean, for me, it's, it's a bit of a weird one because I've only, because I've start, predominantly started as maybe a flipper or just buying punty ones that might come out. It, this start of this European season is where I thought I've, I've bumped up my limited, um, I bought towards the end of the season. I thought, how can I improve my limited all-star? So yeah. I've improved it there. So it's only this season where I'm going to start looking at my rewards. I think I got a couple of tier threes and tier twos last season, nothing mm. big. But I'm I'm aiming more for SO5. So I will be looking at the rewards a bit more because I I just at the minute I I see rewards as just a bonus for me personally because I haven't put that much in, you yeah. know. So it's the jackpot thing, you know. It's the whole, you know. Yeah. I could I could win this, you know. I I could win a star. I could win a tier one. Which you know ultimately improves my gallery massively. I mean, I, I seen um, the Challenger Euro last week. I was just looking through the rewards and you know the teams, and obviously you've got your stacks, you know your your teams and all that. But I, I did see a team in there, which is nice to see. There was a there was a guy that came fourteenth, and he had a team of, I think it was worth about one hundred and forty four quid, and he got he got a star, and the, which is a keeper. I can't. I can't remember what it was, but it was worth 300 quid. So that's he's instantly just... And I bet you he didn't... That That's the prices of his current uh, value now. I bet you he bought them mm. in the off-season because they all had 10% plus XP, which is another thing entirely which people do seem to forget is the XP does count quite a bit. Mm. Um, but he's just doubled his, you know, for, for 145 quid. So I do like seeing them. And yeah, when, the way I've been looking at rewards is I, I do see them as a... I did see them as a jackpot. I, you know, you, you look at, you review how many points do I need to get X amount, and then you look at your team and you think, well, I'm not going to get that. You know, like other than a, where all the stars align, and then you know they come and they, they pull you a tier one, and then you're happy as Larry. But then there's yeah. guys that have put in quite a bit of money that are prioritising rewards which needs, you know, the returns from the rewards. And then if the rewards pool isn't up to scratch, then I can see how they're a bit pissed off. So yeah. I do see it It's one of those, sides. but even even when you're mentioning like the jackpot factor, the jackpot has went in under 23 rare pro, for example. Yeah. And I know yeah. it hasn't been yeah. as affected in limited, okay? And mm-hmm. I get that. And I know this maybe is a bit wheel talky, but like, you know, my, my jackpot has went from a 20 grand Mbappe or a 20 grand Haaland or a 12 grand or whatever he's at. I don't even know where he's at. That's a guess. Um, Vinicius. And that's went down to like a six grand Jota, Jota, which is still a solid win. Don't get me wrong. It's still a really solid win. It's not really a jackpot though, is it? Like It's not the jackpot you've... element. No. Whenever you look at it, you know, if I win an Mbappe 
boom. Like I'm, yeah, I'm happy days. Just, I want the Mbappe. I want yeah. them. I'm playing to try and win him. And Pam, mm-hmm. I kind of want to win that guy. I want to win Timber. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look, that that's a long rant about rewards. We'll maybe see where it goes over the next week. And then the other thing is just like there's still the issues around like manually changing the pools and injured players and this is and that's and DMPs and people winning guys who've recently got transferred. And I know it is hard for so rare when, you know, the rewards can be allocated and then within three hours or an hour, Mm. all it takes is one minute, one tweet from Fabrizio and all of a sudden a player is halved in price. But yeah, still a bit annoying. But will we move on to some questions? We have a few submitted. So we'll go for Orange Fly first. How will SoRare maintain its user base and grow when approximately 5,000 copies of star players like Mbappe and Kimmich can be added to the game and limited over the next five years, while reward percentages stay static at 40%? SO5 is better in the summer. A bit of a discussion under here. Rewards are not static at 40%. They said it was the ceiling, so it's likely less. But this question stands. So the point is, kind of what we've talked about, as the cards scale, as the players scale, there'll be more cards competing for the same amount of cards each year. How is that sustainable? And for me, it's either cash rewards or in life experiences where like people do go more for the jackpot factor of the thing that money can buy, like mm-hmm. kicking a ball on a training pitch with Messi or whatever it is. Call it ridiculous, but it maybe transitions more to jackpot factor with yeah. the subsidy of those cards. Yeah. I mean, with the, with the relationships that they're bringing on, you'd think that those types of rewards should be more frequent coming you know, going to see Barcelona, see watch Messi, those types of things. That that those types of rewards should truly be a thing in the future. Because, like you're saying, how sustainable can it really be? Um, I know Orange Fly was mentioning about minting more Mbappes. Um, I think it just goes back to you need another league for Limit Pro. That I, I keep going back to it. Um, they it'll sort it'll make the amount of Mbappes that are in just the limited division scarcer, mm. and especially for onboarding as well. You know, getting onto the next ladder because really, what? How does somebody from limited progress really? Unless you know, if, if rewards are really as bad as they are, how do they really progress? Um, okay, you can hope to win the jackpot like that guy done. You know. It, won a card that was double his um, gallery, but how do you really progress? I, I like the whole thing with MLB where, you know, the limited pro, you can, there is an opportunity to win a rare, you know, it's, things like that I think need looking at. Um, mm. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think just like how will they maintain their user base? It, you need more prizes. Yeah. Not everyone needs to win, and I don't believe everyone needs to win. And that's one of my biggest bugbears whenever it's like, oh, it's too hard to win. And I get it's more competitive. And there is a point where it is too hard to win, where it's not engaging enough for people yeah. who are on the smaller board. Just like they're trying to be more, this is like almost a paradox, right? They're trying to be more, like they're trying to lower the barrier to entry yeah, to make it easier for people to get into the game. But as more people come into the game, the game gets harder and it becomes yeah. less engaging for someone on a budget. So you're trying to get people to come in on a budget and tell them it's great crack, but you're equally, every single one of them that comes in, it gets infinitely harder and less crack. So 
it is one of those paradoxes where it's like, how do you, you, you can't just leave it as is. You need to add to it over time. As you make more money from these new players, you need to invest that money to give out better prizes, be it more ETH or experiences. I think that's yeah. it. Now, how sustainable does that get? To what point can that be? Can we ever have a hundred million users? No. Can we have a million? Yes. Can we have five million? I don't know. There's a point. And maybe there's even more creative ideas where, sorry, where you go into like the the aesthetics as mentioned and and people play for like status and play for fun and play to have a social thing where, you know, you have like clans in the game where we can compete together. We can create private leagues. It's more of a social thing. So many things that can be done. Yeah. Last one. Nine million people play FPL. It's free to play and they're engaged and they make content about it and they love it and they live and die for it. So rare can do the same, but just need to be better <laughs> just just do better just, just do, better. do better yeah. do better i'm sorry now because i went in a rant it's, it's all right man it's, it's, it's been a while it's i haven't fine. ranted like that in a while that's okay um and and another question here's probably going to bring it up i don't know let's see what else hoodwink here he is the man with an e rewards have been a hot topic oh god here we go <laughs> what do you think the solution is as sura gets more users are people just been unrealistic with expectations, especially in limited, or should be more rewards, tiers, thresholds to improve this? In addition, if they added DMPs to the prize pool as heavily requested, where would these guys go? You can't be putting Osmar and Go Mu Yol in the same tier four pool as worth, so how can you make it fair? Um It's Gusto says DMP rewards in its own competition to maintain tier integrity, but make that competition weekly. Also, additional competitions such as Limited Pro to help spread the powerhouse limited cards across more leagues. Overall, people are just being whiny, though. Okay, well, you've kind of answered the question. We've answered most of Hoodwink's thing, but ultimately, the the Tier 4 question is a question, you know. Mm. How do they do that fairly? Yeah, because he does have a point, Hoodwink, doesn't he? That, you know, if if you just, how do you reward the MPs fairly? You know, how do you, you know, Mm. say which one's worth more? You know, if you if you have a tier four, yeah, they need to be know. tiered themselves. You could go tier four, t- five, yeah. six, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But then, even yeah. having a warts below a tier three, <laughs> you could have like I know, yeah. It's weird. I so buy like, a five. Yeah. I get a five quid reward, some Japanese fella, and then I could have just dropped down a bit lower and got a full invert. Yeah, so that wouldn't the, happen. But no, could you have be. almost like star, star mm. DMP, tier one, tier one DMP? Tier two, tier two DMP. Good luck to so rare managing that based yeah. on their current. You know what I mean? As if that's going to happen. Jeez. Absolutely good luck. I mean, they have improved. You know, with the specialists and the underdog stuff like that. You know that that wasn't there when I first started. Mm. Um, and you know that that specialist is definitely one because I accumulated quite a bit of shit. I do have some shit that actually can bang every now and then. So specialist is one of the leagues that I am prioritizing. You know, mm. I've got a Noah Okafor there for Salzburg who was ripping up last season, but he seems to be a sub now. But I don't know what the crack is with that, but I know he, he he's gonna bang one of them. So he's in that for now. He's got a and he's got under under forty. Um so there's a couple there. You you you've just got to wear out what is your odds of success? Yeah. And and where is where is your time best spent? You need to analyze it, and that's yeah. you know, like to advertise so red data. But that's what that was good for. You know, you you could go back and say, how many points did I need to win what I want? 
you know, if it's out of the question, if you look at your team and think, oh, there's no chance, and just reallocate you, you maybe have to do a bit of evaluation, a bit more than, you know, which is a bit hard for, you know, beginners, Yeah. you know, for the onboarding, but I suppose that's where we are at the minute. Yeah. I'm going to give one or two more questions before we wrap up. So, Davide Russo, rewards. God. <laughs> in limited challenger, 365 points are not enough for a reward. Not even a not point, not, not, not one. It starts to be too much. Progression bar or changes on reward system need to happen. A lot of us are on Discord talking about to leave because it's not worthy unless you're a whale. Back to the same problem. Yeah. I mean, I do have, when they say 360, I still think that is quite high because of these 10%. When in a couple of weeks, when them uh, re- bonuses get removed, they get down to 5%. So mm. all the guys that were getting 360, that's down to a 340. So then the guys that are coming in fresh, buying new cards on the auctions, they're at 5% as well. So I think there will be a, a bit of leveling out in that regard. I mean, it's still it is still more than a year ago. I look back in time, and it is yeah. still more. So, but I, th- I think they're a bit inflated at the minute until the new season cards come out, and then every, then that them five percent get reset. Because I was looking at the leaderboards for a couple, and there weren't amazing scores. Some of them, you would get you were getting seventies, eighties. Okay, one or two maybe banged, but the factor was the fact that they had ten percent, eleven percent XP, mm. and literally that was between getting a star or a tier one. If you if you just knock that down to a five percent, six percent, he's dropped down to a tier one. So I think in a couple of weeks you might see that drop a little bit, but yeah, it's still it's still higher than it was last year. Yeah, it's very high. And the, ugh, the the threshold thing, right? People keep talking about limited thresholds. They're they're trying to literally they've they've really done back, taken back the rare thresholds and if they start putting them out in limited they're just going to run into the same problem as the project scales as you know more limited cards are out there so that's not really going to happen um and in terms of like i shot 365 points and i didn't win well i get it but if you're not in all-star in the top 2700 cards you're not going to get a card it's not about hitting a score 365 Mm -hmm. means nothing Mm -hmm. if Ajax stacks, Bayern Munich stacks, Zenit stacks, Feyenoord stacks, PSV stacks. If they all go off in a week, Celtic stacks, it doesn't matter that you scored 365. You aren't beating the other teams. You aren't beating the other players. It's not against the game. It's not against a score like thresholds. It is against other players and other teams in the real world. So there will be lower scoring weeks. There will be higher scoring weeks. But I do understand like it is getting more competitive. And it goes back to that thing where if you're on a budget, how on earth are you meant to compete? Because I think I listened to it on the End Product podcast last week. You know, the Celtic and Ajax lads or whatever will do, will and PSG lads will probably do well every single week. And if they're probably doing well every single week, one of them's going to bang every week. One of the big stacks will bang every week. So if you don't have the money for the big stack, you know, your upside's capped at a, a tier one, potentially mm-hmm. probably a tier two. So it is messy. It is messy. Excuse the pun talking about star cards. But like, you know, I don't know what the solution is, but that's not my job, is it? No, you know, (laughs) there's uh, many more more intelligent people than me will come up with that. Well, you'd like um, to think that they're more intelligent. I suppose, look, we'll move on to the 1.37pm game. It's the end. 
nearly. So last week we had a great guess. Um, we had seventy six point four points come in and twenty three for a total of ninety nine. That was from the MLS card guy. So ninety nine points. I say it was a great guess, somewhat sarcastically. 12 quid to charity. It's still money in the bag. It's better than some people have done, which puts us up to a total of 246 quid in the bank. Can you add to it, Dalesy? Can you? So who are your players? Right. I've got to go my man, Munayin. Uh, Munayin. I think playing for Lin- Valencia, but they seem to do better against teams that come out and attack. So I think he might get a cheeky assist or something. So I think he might get an 80 because his A game is ridiculous as well. And then I'm going to go Bono, keeper. Um, I think I get 50. So, okay. So I'll go with them too. Near enough. 50. What was it? 137? Yeah, okay. Maybe yeah. we get 57. Maybe get <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like it. So Munain for an 80 and Bono for a 50. Munain, Munain, Munain is up against Valencia here in relative disarray as well. Um, yeah, not quite exactly. disarray, yeah. but they aren't looking maybe as good as we would have liked. I'd like to see Carlos Soler leave personally. But um, mm. look, it's been an absolute pleasure. People can find you on Twitter. I've tagged you all over the place. But you it's um, Chris Deals at Dealsy as spelt in the podcast. Um, and they can probably find you on so rare itself, DLZ yeah, hashtag UTL. Yeah, I've got the hashtag UTL in there now, so they they can't remove me. That's yeah. it. But but yeah, thank you, thanks a lot for having us on, John. I have to do this again. My pleasure, yeah. absolutely. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Please do leave us a review and do like or subscribe if you're on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you are, and we'll see you next week for another good episode. Bye bye.